Today is a special day for us because we have a guest uh, speaker this morning, um, Sally Johnson, who uh, you all may know as Sue Crone's sister. Uh, uh, Sue has been a leader and just an advocate and a compassionate person in our church for, for many years now. And, and through Sue, we've had the opportunity um, also to know Sally and for Sally to be invited into our church family. Sally's participated remotely with us all through the pandemic. Uh, Sally was on our worship services uh, more than a lot of folks here in our own neighborhood, which was cool. Um, and because she just is such a wonderful person, and she brought so much joy even through the comments and through that kind of thing. And, and she's also been here to give updates and things about what she's been up to in Costa Rica for, for quite some time now. And so she was going to be in town, and I thought it would be a great chance to hear from her. And so I'm going to go ahead and invite Sally up, and she can tell you a little bit more about herself. But let's give Sally a hand as she comes up to the front. Good morning. It's so nice to be here. I'm happy this morning to be here with you all. Uh, this time that I've been here, I've been here several times at Embrace, and this is the first time my husband is here with me, so I'd like to introduce my husband, Crosby. And I have some special friends with me, uh, Sharon and David Mead, who uh, Sharon has been my buddy for many, many years from back in Versailles. And David, uh, I met through Sharon from work teams with volunteers and missions with the Methodist Church. And then we also have Jim and Marla Myers here from Cincinnati. I met Jim this year, and I have met Marla today for the first time. Uh, and they are, both Sharon and Jim are part of our mission board, Hearts and Hands for Jesus. So we're just so happy to be here. I'd like to thank Pastor John for allowing me to speak this morning, and uh, Pastor Christina, who's not here. Uh, she's asked me to help with the youth, and also Pastor Tanya, who has given me words of encouragement uh, throughout the years. And so we're just happy to be here. This morning, this isn't in my scriptures that I shared, but I, this text came up this morning, and I just wanted to share it before I even go into my message, and it's Psalms 9, 1, and 2. And I want you to think about the words, I will, what the psalmist wrote. He wrote, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will rec recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exalt you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Coming from the heart, I will. It's a promise. And he gave us a promise we sang early. His goodness is running. His goodness is running after me. And I've been learning over and over again that eternal life is more than just a get-out-of-hell card mixed with little anticipation regarding a promised life with God in the distant future. To be honest, I struggle with looking at the glass half empty or half full. But by God's grace and mercy... It is living and experiencing life now and forevermore in its fullest according to the presence of God flowing from within, filling us with everything God is full of. Jesus lived his life on earth as a man empowered by the life of his Father that lived within him. As Christians, followers of Jesus, we should be walking the same way. 
Jesus said, I am in this world, but not of this world. The world's way does not dictate how I must live and respond to life. Jesus did nothing of himself. He only did what the Father told him to do. And the Father in him did the work that needed to be done in order to make it happen. John 17, 2 and 4 says, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Everything that Jesus did and said pointed to the life of the Father that was within him. When people saw Jesus, they saw the Father. That is one of my greatest prayers as a missionary. When we give out supplies or harvest from our farm, that they don't see me and Crosby as the provider, but they see the Father. When we help with the school supplies or outreaches in the community and church, they don't see us, but the Father within us. Life eternal is all about knowing the truth about who God is and walking in his presence according to that truth. We daily need to be in communion through prayer, meditating on the word, and recognizing his presence wherever we may be. Now that brings it all down to us. What is, that, what is it that God has called us to do? Jesus said in John 1.4, In me is life, the life of my Father, eternal life. And that life is me, is the light of men. And John 6.57, As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so that he that eateth me shall he live by me. We are in the world, but not of the world. We live our life by the Spirit of God that lives within us. He tells us what to do and say, and the Father does the work. I constantly have to remind myself of a scripture that says, not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. We are simply here to do what Jesus did, to live out the life that has been deposited in us and to pass that same life on to those that we encounter. Crosby's constantly saying something his mother taught him from young. Lord, make me a blessing to someone today. We are created in the image of God for a purpose. In Genesis 1.28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth on the earth. We are here to multiply the presence of God on the earth. 
not only were we created to take dominion over everything that God created. Now, how are we going to do that in this hostile environment? God is spirit, and we must walk with him in spirit and truth. We cannot take dominion by doing things the way the world would do. We take dominion by giving away the Father that has been planted in each one of us. We are here to reveal God for who he is to the world. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. At the beginning, I spoke about how I struggle looking at the glass half empty or half full. When I'm walking in the Spirit and not on myself, I see the glass half full. But when I get in the flesh, I see it half empty. Maybe you've been struggling to be your own provider, your source, your comforter, your strength, or whatever. May I encourage you through my testimony that God is faithful. God is more than enough. A God that can never fail. Trust him no matter how crazy it may seem. Last November, our van broke down again. It has been a vital tool of our ministry for us personally. We had already invested over $10,000 in repairs in the, since we purchased it, and it was only three years. After prayer, we felt like God told us not to invest any more in it and sell it as it is. But we now have the dilemma of no transportation. We've been praying for a vehicle and asked God to help and provide us as we had no money saved to purchase any vehicle. In December, while praying, God asked me, Sally, what do you need? In reality, our need changed after COVID. We needed something to deliver the harvest of the produce and fruits that we planted. Something that was reliable, and I felt like God told me, a truck. So I began to pray for a truck. But then God reminded me of a book that I had read by Dr. Yonggi Cho, The Fourth Dimension. And in that book, he says, pray specifically. So I began to pray for a 2020 or newer truck, automatic, diesel, 4x4, air conditioning, backup screen and sensors, alarm covering the back, alarm, a covering for the back of the truck, USB outlets, up to the collar of brown. God said brown stands for humbleness and for servanthood, and we would be using the truck not just for ourselves, but for the service through the delivery of food, school supplies, and missions. Daily, I prayed for the truck, and when I would see a truck pass me on the road, when I was riding on the bus or in a taxi, I would say, thank you, God, for my truck. In January, our first community prayer and fasting, God spoke to me and said, change is coming. Our first work team arrived shortly after. This was the first team in over five years. They all had, their others had been scheduled, 
but canceled due to a national strike, sickness, and then COVID hit. I felt like something broke in the spirit realm, and again, God said, change is coming. As I realized that I was not trusting in God and looking at the glass half empty, trying to do things in my own strength and abilities, my faith began to waver. How are we going to get a truck? We have nothing saved. I was reminded when God called me to full-time ministry, and I quit my job, which was the stable income of our family, taking that step of faith completely, surrendering and trusting him. God has provided miraculously for us over the years. Our God is not going to ask or call us to do something and just leave us to ourselves or out in limbo. He is faithful. He is God. I continued to pray and sing almost daily the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With everything that I am able, I am going to sing of the goodness of God. After the team and my sister left, we stopped at an Azuzu dealership in Guapolis. And from our experience with our last two vans, we decided to only buy from a dealership. I told the salesperson we, what we were praying for in a truck. And he said, we just had a truck sale and we have no used trucks for sale, only 20, 23, and 24 models. What I was praying for was a basic truck and all they had were models fully loaded with all the extras. They would not even had any basic models until this October. Plus, I would have to pay extra for some of the things I wanted on my list, and they do not have brown trucks. Their loan plans were very high and for eight years, and I went home very frustrated. I prayed and I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't want to get a loan for that amount of money. I don't want the giving to affect or take away from the mission of hearts and hands for Jesus. They don't have what I've been praying for and I need. But I continued praying and thanking God for my truck whenever I passed a pickup truck. Then Kairos Bible College graduates came and met with local pastors for a dinner and prayer. And they divided up and prayed for the different pastors. And when the first group finished praying for Crosby and I, one of the ladies looked at me and said, what are you asking God for right now? I told her about the truck and how we are without transportation, and it is a tool of our ministry. Then one of the groups said, have you told God exactly what you want? And I said, yes. And I proceeded to tell them what I wanted. But I said, we have no money saved to purchase a truck. And they told me there are no brown trucks, so I guess I want a blue one. So we prayed together in agreement, and after praying, one of the women said, your brown truck is coming, God will provide, and it is already done. Believe. That Sunday, a group of the team ministered in our church. One of the men looked at me while giving his testimony and said, God is going to bless you. And that moment, in my spirit, faith rose up, and I confessed 
and I received and I believed for that blessing. That week, I had to go to Guapolis again, which is about two hours from Limon on business, and our daughter, Wendy, took me, and I asked her if we could stop by the Nissan dealership so we, to see what trucks and financial options they had. We spoke to the salesman, and he actually spoke in English, which was a real blessing for me. I told him what I was praying for, and again, they just had a truck fair. And there were no used vehicles, but they had a 2023 basic truck with the list I was asking for. He said they were on sale because the dealership had not taken off the sale price. He said, let's go talk. Things were on my list, but not on the basic truck list. He offered at no additional cost. Where the other dealership was going to charge me for those additional things, and it was $10,000 less than the Isuzu truck. He then asked me what color I wanted, and I told him, I guess blue, because there are no brown trucks. And he looked at me and said, we have coffee bean brown. <laughs> at that moment, God spoke to me and said, why are you wavering when you have been asking for a brown truck? And I immediately, right there in the dealership, prayed and asked God for forgiveness. The salesman said, you would need to put $500 down to hold the sale price. I was honest and I told him we had no money for a truck. How long would they hold it until I would know what finances we would need? He said three months and the money would be refunded after the three months if the sale did not go through. So I went home and I spoke to Crosby and in faith, we deposited $500, which was our housing allowance and food money and bill money for the next month. I continued to pray and sing of the goodness of God and his faithfulness. And I must admit, again, looking at the glass half empty or half full, my faith began to waver. But every time it began to waver, God spoke. And that week I received a prophetic word from a young woman, and she said, and this is what it said. Sally, I am a God that saves, protects, and provides. I don't take my job lightly. I don't give just barely enough. But I am a God that oversupplies my children. Your desire for a truck will never compare to my desire to want to bless you above what you can even imagine. It's my greatest desire to take care of your every need. I called you to Costa Rica not to just barely make it, but to show the people what it means to be in covenant with me. You belong to me, and I take care of my people. Trust me. Thank me for providing, because it's what I love to do. I don't need your help. I just need you to believe. Abba. I continued to thank God for my truck whenever I passed a truck. That week, we had a board meeting, and I wrote a letter asking friends and family with the collaboration of our board for donations towards the truck above the giving to hearts and hands for Jesus. I expressed again I did not want it to take away from our ministry. The board members also shared with families and friends and notices of donations began to come in at our monthly prayer and fasting. 
A friend, a guest, guest minister came from San Jose, and I shared with him and his wife, and he said, Sally, I'm going to pray above that. God did this for us, and I'm praying and believing that God will not only provide for the purchase of the truck, but everything needed or expenses for the truck, license, inspection, repairs, tires, diesel, whatever, that it will not come out of your pocket. We then had our next board meeting, and we were amazed about the amount of donations that had started to come in. I shared what Pastor Rossman had prayed for, God to provide every expense for the truck. People had written and said they were going to make donations, and we all prayed and gave God thanks for what he's doing. The Tuesday after our board meeting, I checked my email, and there was a, man, a letter there from his, this man and his wife. He had written said that he had written to me on Saturday, but I hadn't responded, and he was writing again. I never received that email. He and his wife had prayed and felt like God told them to purchase a truck, and he wanted to know how to send the money. I began to shake and weep. I called our treasurer and got the information for the wire transfer, and that next day, the money was transferred. I couldn't stop crying for days. I didn't sleep for nights. I just continued to praise and thank God. Our entire board was as shocked as what we were, what had God had done. We held a virtual communion and thanksgiving service. I am still amazed of this miracle and still grasping about what God has done and is doing in my life. I called the dealership and told them we would be purchasing the truck. The salesman said he would send me the forms to fill out for a loan. I told him we did not need a loan, that God had completely provided for the truck. This miracle was a testimony to all of them at the dealership. Exactly seven months from when I began praying, the number seven meaning completion, we received the truck. Through all of this, I've been, re been reminded that our God is, is a faithful God. And not only supplies our needs, but he gives us more than enough. We see throughout scriptures in John 6, Jesus blessed the fish and the bread to feed the 5,000. There were 12 baskets full of extra food. Jesus had to tell his disciples to pick up the extra. We need to look for the extra God supplies. God gives more than to empower us to enter into his rest. The widow asked Elisha for help. She borrowed jars for multiplying the oil. And if we look at 2 Kings 4, 6, and 7, it says, When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There's not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Then, Jesus came and told, then she came and told the man of God. Elisha said, Go and sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. God provided more than enough to pay the debt and allow the family to enter into rest. God not only provided for the purchase of the truck, but for the more than enough. As I've shared my testimony with others, they have seen the power of God for those who believe and are in covenant with him. As I said earlier, we are simply here 
to do what Jesus did, to live out a life that has been deposited in us and pass that same life on to those that we encounter. Through all this, it's stretching my faith and my prayer life to believe in a new dimension. If God is calling you to do something beyond you, remember he didn't ask you to pay for it or to use your own strengths or abilities. He asked you to believe, to step in faith and walk in spirit and truth. Our God is good. He is faithful. And he gives more than enough. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen.